Hello, friends, and welcome back to the PC Perspective Podcast. We've reached episode 677. It's being recorded on May 18, 2022. I'm Sebastian Peak. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. Snapping I'm at my Van- cat. <laughs> I'm Brett Van Spruenberg, and I, if you've tuned in for episode two of our three-part series on Tesla recharging and battery care, no. we've, canceled, we've canceled that for tonight. Okay, good. So, All right. Yeah. There was yeah, a we tremendous were... amount of content that you would have missed if you only watched the edited version of the podcast last week. So I urge mm. you to mm-hmm. go to patreon.com slash pcper and join our mm. Patreon community, the PC per podcast arts community and you'll get access to the uncut original recording sessions mm-hmm. which are not fit for human consumption and we want to thank all of our patrons for keeping the boat afloat keeping the lights on we couldn't do it without you and let us move immediately to food with josh go food with josh mm-hmm. so we had a small disaster today I don't know what the special was, but I called in and I said, can I make an order for takeout? And they said, you can, but you may not. And I asked why, you dirty, rotten piece of... And he replied, because the power went out in the kitchen. Hmm. So Born in the Barn did not have a special today. And I was going to tell Born in the Barn that maybe you should look into the Mississippi Slug Burger. Recently saw this on on YouTube, making a Mississippi Slug Burger, and it looked interesting. It has nothing to do with slugs. They they're called Slug Burgers because you pay a nickel, which back in the day was called a, a slug, for this mm-hmm. particular hamburger. This hamburger was mixed with with filler, but they did it kind of interesting with you know, kind of stale bread as a filler and mixing and, you know, but anyway, sounded like an interesting idea. I was going to tell them about it, but, but they weren't open because they didn't have any power. So I went to Mr. Bill's burger and I actually went inside this time. And sure enough, uh, on the wall is, is a picture of Saturday night lives. Mr. Bill's Mr. Bill. Oh no, Mr. Bill. uh, Exactly. Look out. Yeah, but anyway, uh, so I ended up ordering the smoked brisket sandwich with fries. Comes medium. And this mess was extremely tasty. It wasn't a huge amount of brisket because, well, brisket anymore is 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 more expensive than you really want it to be. But oh, it was yeah. enough in there that it gave a, a, a good experience. The fries were excellent. The brisket was tasty. The barbecue sauce was messy, but good. They had good onions, slaw, some pickles in there. It 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 all came out rather, rather well. So it was a tasty, tasty smoked brisket sandwich. Not a burger, but they did have a, a smoked brisket burger that just seemed a little too heavy. I wanted to try the brisket by itself and see how. It was, and it was, you know, it was well, well worth the experience. As you can see, it's messy, but good. Let's move to the news, and the top story this week has to be the exciting new Intel Arc 
desktop graphics developments that have been happening. And uh, mm-hmm. anyway, our next story: AMD has approached, is nice. approaching thirty percent market share. Not in some obscure category. We're talking about all x86 CPUs. Thirty percent. When was the last time that happened? This is according like to 2004, Mercury. 2005. Yeah. Mercury Research Analyst said that their research. Okay, it's twenty-seven point seven percent, but still, that was Q1 of 2022. And that is better than their 25.6% previous quarter. So they're growing. And this says it right here. Surpassing the 25.3% shipment milestone it achieved against Intel back in 2006. So it's the best ever for AMD. And getting stronger every day. Growth in servers, growth in laptops, which is key, obviously, because, you know, most normal people and most business people use notebook or laptop, depending on your preference, computers. Well, now, to be fair, AMD is cheating. Uh, like there's actually laptops you can buy that are AMD powered right now. Oh, I see. Yeah. That, that kind of did help the jump the numbers quite a bit. Five years ago, a Lenovo. Nope. Adele. Nope. HP. Maybe. Now they're also on. And people like them. The XE graphics you can get with, I should be fair. You can get Intel laptops with XE graphics, but they're the CPU graphics. Yeah, that'll be next quarter, so so we'll see how that changes. No, I was it's reading Arc, not XE. Yeah, Arc, Arc is the yeah. one that's Arc-E, coming. Yeah. XE's yeah. out. Arc's not. Yeah, making an impact yet. There were XE laptops. Yes. Uh, Arc is the one that they had to announce at the end of the quarter because April. they needed to meet the promises they made to shareholders. So they paper launched that, and then. They said, well, it's coming. There was 50 but available in the uh, Korean marketplace. So. Oh, okay. Yes. So in and around the Samsung factory where they were being produced, they yeah. were available. Handed off by the pushers hanging outside the door. And I guess next it's going to China or something. It's, <sighs> it's going global. I don't know. I put into the chat a couple days ago, by the way, the, the Discord public channel. Uh, an article from a non-tech about the cancellation of, of desktop Larrabee. This was in like 2009. And I just took out references to the Larrabee product itself and to other AMD products. It was basically the same. TSMC was having... It was the same story? <laughs> yeah. TSMC was having X nanometer production issues. AMD and NVIDIA had new stuff on the way. AMD was... Or Intel was behind schedule. So AMD and NVIDIA were going to leapfrog them with their next gen stuff before they ever had a chance to release their current gen stuff. They couldn't get the software talking to the hardware the way they wanted to. So there was a big delay. And then they finally just canceled it. So we'll see what this CEO decides to do because the circumstances are all lining up to be exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, I think they have invested this time way more money than they did previously with Larrabee. Larrabee was, boy, that was kind of an interesting, I mean, x86 cores, basic item cores with vector extensions attached to them yeah. in kind of a network solution that it was never a swarm. really... It never really worked very well, uh, but at least Arc, um, it is more of a modern type architecture. I mean, it's different from AMD and NVIDIA, obviously, because they can't copy them uh, due to many reasons. But, you know, they've invested dramatically more in graphics infrastructure, and they seem like they're actually going to do it this time. 
even if they're going to be at a disadvantage, which is why they're only making a couple of million cards for the rest of this year until they can start releasing more advanced stuff that is going to catch up with the competition. And eventually they will. We just don't know if they're going to be doing it at a price that is going to make them happy or if they will achieve any kind of dominance. These things look kind of dim, but they are a third competitor, I think, in the second half of this year. But we'll see what it comes out with, and it may not be popular, but it will be available. I was just looking Mm -hmm. at old and non-tech articles. Here's one uh, from 2009 that there was going to be a (laughs) first-generation holodeck by 2016. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still using Ifinity in the kitchen. I mean, oh, look, I you still remember that CES, that, that, that CES thing where they had the, uh, the house where they had, you know, a bunch of monitors around there and oh. people were coming in and blowing things up. And there's some guy screaming, getting, you know, and the police were showing up and it was this, you know, virtual reality thing that was really, really crappy. And then they had the, uh, the dome, which was you know both uh, audio and video and was a little bit better than that screaming house thing was but yeah it's it's been lots of promises of uh, holodeck for many many years yeah. we'll do it in vr go meta it's okay i mean yeah. go away meta like just go away oh well the, i hear there's actually this thing where you're transported to anywhere in the world kind of like in star trek where you can just get on a transporter pad and you can interact yeah, with people but you don't anywhere have in the bottom. world. Well, you have no legs. You have no. I think you can pick what you look like because you create, it, like, guess, like this avatar for yourself. I think it's called the metaverse, oh, and stop. it's yeah, going to change one. everything. Who needs yeah, the holodeck when you've got the metaverse? I can just travel anywhere on Earth and interact with people. At this point, I want Second Life to come back in a big way because it was better. I just want 1998 level 3D graphics to interact with people <laughs> in. That was what Second City mm. or what is that called? Second, Second Life. Life. Second, Second Life. Yeah, still left, still kept alive by some uh, fanatics on a couple of servers. But yeah, honestly, it looked better than the metaverse has ever even. Adaptive Sync, we love it, but Adaptive Sync has a little bit of an issue apparently with lies. <laughs> well, right with marketing. So there are now going to be some certifications out there. Mm. The Adaptive mm-hmm. Sync Display Compliance Test Specification. This is all exciting stuff uh, from Vesa or however you pronounce V-E-S-A. Oh, my God. Visa. Is it Visa? Visa it's everywhere you want to know. I thought it was Vesa. I don't know what no. it is. I think I, I am v- going to travel v- out to wherever you live. <laughs> which one do you want, Josh? Because I'll take the other. Visa. Okay. Ouch. Uh so serious gamers, it says here on their website, don't have time to second guess what's on the screen. One hitch or jitter and zap, your toast, writes this. I don't toast. Even know what this is for. Exciting. Uh, if every monitor claims to have the fastest refresh rate in the universe, how can you be sure what's really inside? Does this really only matter when you watch the UFO alien? I mean, everything else is fine. Just that one video. Well, no, if you're watching the UFO alien, you're going to do it on media sync. Because that handles everything at 60 hertz and below. Oh, okay. And, adapt, and then the other one is for 
60 hertz and at least 144, if not more. Mm. But I mean, you, you might recall me mentioning last week about, you know, Wi-Fi 7 being presented to the uh, governing body as a fait accompli and it's already done. Well, yeah, that is sort of what's happened with Adaptive Sync. We've been so used to it. We didn't realize that uh, VESA hasn't really got into it. And, you know, picking and choosing that, you know, like HDR is, is the perfect example. I mean, HDR 400 was often like not even good brightness, let alone high dynamic res- uh, range. And so, you know, we've, this needed to be done. And so VESA, what they did is they stepped in. Are you really calling it VESA? No, I'm just doing it to it's- annoy you. <laughs> Okay, it's, thank is it you. Because well, it's, now it's, it it's, it's, it's morphed into Visa Local Bus. Visa, Visa, Visa Local Bus. I've heard it a billion times. Visa Local Bus. It's Visa certified. Original. Yes. Or a Visa Mount. Vespa Local Bus. No, Vespa oh. Mounts are completely different. They When they're doing the, the tests for it to qualify this for certified adaptive sync, they're testing uh, that it's got no more than one millisecond of judder at a bunch of different random refresh rates, ranging from like the Hollywood film standard of 23.976 Hertz, all the way up to a uh, U.S. broadcast of 59.94. And this is because, you know, if you, you know what you're doing, frame doubling and frame tripling is a thing. And all of a sudden you've got these huge judders to try and fill in the missing times. So these guys are making sure that, you know, adaptive sync is doing what it's supposed to do, which is to make sure that those judders don't freaking happen. Uh, they also are testing them at the gray to gray uh, response rates at a variety of different temperatures because, you know, interestingly enough, you can optimize some of your monitor's performance by running it just a little bit warmer because the crystal switch just a little bit faster. And then the yeah, last okay. thing they do is that uh, on overdrive, uh, there's more, they make sure that it doesn't screw with stuff. So they've actually taken it sort of seriously, and this might be interesting. So you're going to see the TVs with media sync, uh, or at least the, the standard resolution ones, and then you're going to see everything else with uh, Visa certified adaptive sync, which I don't hate. I, I think it's a good idea. Can I believe in the 120 hertz refresh rate from, from my brand spanking new C1 I just got? <laughs> well, is it certified? Says so on the outside of the box. I don't know. Seems fast. <laughs> the panel needs to actually be able to switch fast enough to accommodate the insane, you know, refresh rate that the electronics are creating. Those, those liquid and most crystals can. can only move so fast. Right. Wendell did an excellent video on this a while back at Level 1 Techs where he is using high-speed camera and just showing you, like, <laughs> look, this very few monitors are capable of doing even the 120 they claim they can do. Mm-hmm. Meaning that the panel itself can accept a higher refresh input signal, but the display itself is not physically capable of displaying that high refresh. All I know is that the Alienware 120 overclock that I have is so much smoother than the 60 hertz that I previously did. Was that on a 144 monitor, Josh? So you? No, no, no it's a 120. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 100. No, Dell hits 165 and it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I'm happy with it. I've been capping my 144s at 120 just because uh, the 144, even though they're rated for that, did not seem to always work out. Well, the thing about 120 oh. is think about mm-hmm. movies and video being played yeah. on it. You're just mm-hmm. doing it exactly. That's, that's, that's 
24, 30, and 60 are all multiples of 120. Yep. And that's all a good thing. Mm. Okay, it's like 23.9666, whatever, frames per well, seconds, but close enough. It's also 59.94 hertz. hertz so. Or 994 or something, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I always yeah. like it when you have both options when you're using it as a computer monitor. It's like, do I want 60 or 59.94? Well, I'd be able to tell the difference. Uh, something, something railway gauges. Speaking of standards mm-hmm. and, and I have low, certifications. Low standard. <laughs> Fison, if that's how that's pronounced. Am I getting that wrong too? Is it Fison? Is it Fison, Fison. They've announced well, successful deployment of the world's first... Wait for it. PCI Express 5.0 Redriver IC. Yes, the PS7101. I know there's been a lot of, of chatter about when was the certification milestone going to happen uh, mm. in the Redriver world for PCI SIG certified, you know, Gen 5 Redriver. PCI 5. Yeah, because it's got to be 5. Six, Obviously, like there's PCI E4 stuff out there. Now, I was looking at this and I had to ask myself what the, heck, what the heck is a redriver anyway and it's not so, a repeater no because a repeater is confusing as hell yes uh, a redriver is a, ch- a cheaper retimer it's and it if you don't retime apparently look, understand I, this i went no, to bci sig's explanation so of this. oh interesting so a right? redriver is simply yeah. adding gain to the signal well Oh, it's an amplifier. And removing, it's squelching some stuff as well. Like yes. it, it does have a timer that it runs, so it knows this is what should be when. Now oh, the, the timer detector. Yeah, and yeah, because all of a sudden you're you're obviously out of where you should be. So it moves it a little bit back towards its own internal timer, but it doesn't move it back to what the actual timing was, because hmm. the retimer is impressive as hell. It's a physical. Uh, protocol aware piece Mm -hmm. of hardware and software that literally will reform even something that's had a lot of noise and uh, attenuation added into it back to exactly what it's supposed to be. I just can't take this seriously because it flip flops so much. I mean, look at it. You know, it's a one and a (laughs) zero and it's a one. (sighs) I know. And it doesn't so fast. One standard flip flops so much. I just, damn it. Well, that's the problem with PCIe 5.0 is that it's so freaking fast. Like one single lane is, of course, as is tradition, twice as fast as a PCIe 4 lane. Did you say one single anus? Nope. That's lame. That's not what he said. But because it's so ridiculously fast, you are now, and like the signal has a lot of trouble going through just the circuit traces on the motherboard, let alone if you're using a server with a riser card. So you need this to be able to sort of get it back into spec and it's also a great place to dump heat off because guess what pcie 5.0 is going to be hotter than 4.0 that's a shock and 6.0 that they're already working on the specs for is just going to be toasty you know i'm wondering about nvme uh because those are very 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 small traces and you're going to have to push a lot of power through those. And already, I mean, if you look at, right. <clears throat> I just happen to have, I mean, look at how Ooh. small, if I can get, it's we 
Turn on the macro. Oh, I can't because I'm oh, almost, stupid. almost there. Where is it? Anyway, Back. just pick up a stinking M.2, and you can see how close those traces are all together and how small they are and how many pins they are. And you start thinking about how much power they're going to be pushing through that, and how many, I don't know, volts and amps and whatnot. It's, it's, it's going to be kind of crazy, but... You know, they're they're gonna figure out a way to do it. Maybe they'll make PCBs out of asbestos later and I don't know. Well, we're not using it for anything else. So. Room temperature superconductors, man. We need them more yeah. than ever. The case of the geometric future. Model eight cowboy. What it what is this? Is that the name of the case? Who makes this case? Yes, it so it's geometric future that makes it, and it is the model eight cowboy which uh, has a form factor we haven't seen in a long time where BTX? you're dangling your daughter cards off of the top. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Rotating yeah. layout. It, oh. it was popular. I was hope a little that bit. Kid Rock was, was going to show up and, and say that your case is going to be your cowboy. Geometric reinvent the wheel. No, Silverstone did this many years ago, but anyway, well, that's what I mean is the reinventing what, was invented many years ago. This looks a lot like a Fortress FTO two. Here's the interesting no, no, thing: FTO you see that five stripe on the top. That's leather. What? That is? I yeah. thought it was a reflection leather. of something. So the orange on the silver. Okay. Yeah, it's got leather highlights on the tempered Why? glass because it's a cowboy, I guess. Okay. I mean, does leather have? Uh, it has nice insulating properties, so that probably helps keep your components nice and warm. <laughs> So as you can see, the front of it is a solid design. There is no intake or outtake. Uh, okay. In fact, that's where you stick your power supply. Oh. Uh, but if you look I'm on sorry, the bottom. I'm sorry, there are no optical drives in this. Yeah, um, yeah sadly. Josh is out. That Josh. Is correct. Yeah. That's correct, Josh. It's it's all fine. So it's the, a, the, air, the airflow is bottom to top, right? Or I would suspect you should maybe go top to bottom unless you really like like it's got a dust filter on it, but you're kind of tempting yourself there because it, it, it is ridiculous on um, the airflow in it. Uh, if I can find it. So it, uh, at the rear, you can fit 420 or 140 millimeter fans at the bottom is another three, 120 or 140 mils or, or equivalent radiator. And at the top is another 120 millimeter fan or radiator. So it's got ridiculous amounts of airflow. If you want to do it. It doesn't ship with any fans, which some people is gonna ha- are gonna hate. Some people will like, but uh, yeah, it's it's different. It, it's kind of nice to see something different that doesn't look like oh, this looks exactly like the uh, one that uh, Silverstone re- released or the the Corsair one or the yeah. What I, I thought know, was Sebastian, it's sort of similar, but it's, not quite. It's yeah, it's different. not quite. It's, it's a little different. What, what I thought was an interesting potential advantage for the vertical orientation was the struggle is real regarding supporting freaking huge graphic cards nowadays. Just allow, just allow them to hang. Yeah. There. Cards like to no hang sag. out. That's true. Zero sag. Perfect. Still a nice looking case. Yes. Yeah, so well photographed as well by Kicker <laughs> staff. And look at those Noctua fans, man. Mm-hmm. Woof. Sexy brown, man. I like that tan. 
Who wants to talk about the 6650 XT? One of the most exciting graphics cards in recent memory. It is. We talked about the 6750 XT last week, but you know we uh, didn't get a 6650. Hey, I could give you a brand new resolution. Hey, look, look at look at how many outputs it actually has as compared to other 6600s, <clears throat> which have like two. The 6500 XT is not not the best for multi monitor support. <laughs> no, for sure. Unless you consider dual monitor to be acceptable. Oh, they're doing. 6600 versus 6650 XT. Brent, I like your style because when I did the 6750 XT review, I just compared it to the 6700 because it was all new testing mm. and I didn't have time to retest every single thing on the new platform. So similar test setup too. Look at that. Same motherboard, same processor. You're writing for them, aren't you? <laughs> no comment. Brent Justice is just uh, one of my many aliases. Brent, that's your great name, right? For great (laughs) Brent Justice. I worked for Kyle for so long. You got to be very close. Okay, Dying Light 2, highest settings at 1440p, minus ray tracing. The 6650 XT gains 10 frames per second, it goes from 40 to 50. FSR goes 58 to 73. That's a yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Which, which goes from sort of playable mm. to, oh, nice. Yeah, it goes from not quite making 60 frames per second to easily making 60 FPS. So that's good. Yes. Forza Horizon 5, it goes from 56 to 67. And, and again, CES is lovely. Yeah, it looks Far like Cry. at least a 10 FPS boost across the board. This is more interesting. That's more yeah. than the no, this. This is a resolution boost. This has gone from what is a 1080p card to what is arguably a 1440p card. Mm-hmm. And these are like ultra quality or highest quality yeah. settings with 1440. I, so I, I, I would put impressive. this forward as most improved for the uh, mm-hmm. a 50 series card. And then we have oh, Cyberpunk, which just doesn't like to run properly at all. Yeah, anyway. well, are, hey. FS, FSR, you're not Look at the difference. 60, 60 frames. FSR ultra quality almost doubles the performance. Yeah. We were seeing Remember, much more modest gains with some of the other games. You did see they have it. I had it on ultra. So if you just tune that a little bit, you're probably at 60. Yeah. Why? Why FSR ultra <laughs> quality would be the lowest upscale ratio. Yeah. At 119? Fine. No, we. We were looking at Cyberpunk 2077 at the time. Oh, it wasn't yes. quite uh, hitting 60. Just shy with nine. FSR was like 58.7 or something. Yeah, uh, Cyberpunk, yeah. And still not even hitting 60 with yeah. FSR enabled. Yeah, 50, yeah well, 56. How sad. I mean, I, I've been looking at some Cyberpunk results just for low-end testing. 720 and 1080 low with the lowest detail preset, lowest texture quality, and still getting, you know, 30... 30, 40 frames per second. Like this is and this kind of enjoy your, GPU your testing 720 is, yeah. will destroy your soul. <laughs> enjoy your 720p yeah. gameplay. But it, it doesn't look good. Is 2020 looking like. <laughs> well, let's see. From 35 to about 44 frames per second at 1440 that's, that's, Ultra. That's significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a much faster card. No, of the three cards that AMD released, this is by far the more impressive of them all. And yeah. least expensive. Yes. Yeah. Well, if you can find it, I guess. 
I'm going to, we're going to do this live. We're going to go to newegg.com. <gasps> okay. I know that it's a controversial site these days. I'm going to go but, to Micro Center. Uh, let's see. Mm, see you in a bit. Okay. R 6650 And $400 in stock. Coming soon. I could add it to my cart right now. That's the game bundle. What? It's coming soon. Oh, I see. Oh, coming soon. Oh, crap. You're right. Radeon raises the game. Yes, they are launching uh, the game bundle. Speed's out already. What? Mind you, that's probably a good deal for all night. Let's see. Cryptocurrency payment accepted. Yes. Can I buy any of these with crypto? Yes. <laughs> I don't have any crypto. Okay, turn that off again. In stock. New Egg, look at in stock. New Egg has a better price than Micro Center right now. Uh, oh, poor, poor you. Sort by lowest price. So I'll get something irrelevant at the top. No, wow. Okay. So, so we really, oh, $399 sort by lowest. for significantly better performance than the 6600 Seems like a good deal to me. No, I expect the, that'll be going in the uh, high end. Except when you, when you look at the 6700 yeah, 60, XT for $75 more. Oh, is it such a, I didn't realize that. Let's pause here for a word from this week's podcast sponsor. Hey, with spring in the air, it's time for renewal and growth, personally and professionally. As your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and now for free. I know that personally using LinkedIn Jobs has worked in the past and connected me with qualified people and hiring organizations. So go and create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile file to spread the word that you're hiring so that your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easier to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and then hire. This is one reason why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash pcper. That's linkedin.com slash pcper to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Let's move on to our gaming quick hits portion of the show where we look at obscure games or, you know, games that are coming soon or humble bundles or, you know, who knows? We never know what's going to happen here. This is completely random. Bohemia Interactive releases Arma Reforger. The first time that we got a look at Bohemia Interactive's real virtuality engine was in 2001 in Operation Flashpoint. They have used that engine through the variety of abysmal follow-ups to uh, Operation Flashpoint and Arma 1, 2, and 3. They've been using this thing for two decades, and it's been relatively gorgeous. There, There aren't many game engines that render the shadow of a fly flying across tarmac on the tarmac let alone uh, handle bullet drops or material penetration as well as this engine has. But the problem is that as the engine ages and as you can do more and more, the interface becomes this, this terrifying wheel that just, just even for someone who knows how to play it, 
becomes just horrific. And for anyone to try and get into it is just abysmal. Uh, it also leads to a variety of bugs where all of a sudden AMD cards just really didn't freaking feel like doing anything for no reason at all. Um, and it was eventually fixed, but you know, it, it's become sort of a thing where they looked and they said, you know, first off, we got to make this cross platform. We have to do something that's going to work on both console hardware and PC hardware. And two, it's got to look like ridiculously gorgeous. So that's what they did. And uh, as one of the most famous comments, famous comments that I've seen is, hey, the toilet's now flush. So they've gone over and above as they always do on this because it's, it's less of a game and more of a military sim. The drawback is it's 30 bucks US. Uh, it's got multiplayer and a scenario mode. It's not Arma 4. Uh, buying it isn't going to get you a discount off of Arma 4. So this is a test of the engine. It gives you a look at it. It gives you a chance to talk to the developer and say, you know, this worked, this didn't work and everything. But there are some that, you know, they're going to be upset at paying 30 bucks to sort of test a game. On the other hand, if you like this sort of thing, and if you've enjoyed Arma, this is a fresh chance to check out a brand new engine. Uh, they've set up like 164 square kilometer island uh, to fight and or just, you know, drive and piss around uh, because there, there is a lot to explore. So yeah, it's, uh, it's somewhere between a beta and a pre-release. It's 30 bucks. If you like this sort of thing, you're going to love it. If you don't, well, it's still 30 bucks. It's not that bad. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, inflation adjusted. It's like 20 bucks two years ago. Easily. Like How 20 bucks in January. Yeah. Well, mind you, if they don't raise the price, if you wait until next month, it'll be even cheaper, inflationally, are you speaking? Delaying games is trendy. And Bethesda, oh, they're like, hey, we went in Two on this. Delay again. Yeah. Look, we, don't, we can't blame I mean, it on global events anymore, but we're going to delay games anyway. Were you looking forward to either Starfield or Redfall? Because uh, Starfield, Xbox, maybe. Starfield, I mean, Redfall, uh, I have no uh, Skyrim in space. But you, you saw those trailers. You knew it would be delayed. Here's the problem, though. I mean, which would you like? Um... The A side of the menu, we have the half-baked game that shouldn't have been released quite yet, but is Cyberpunk. now available for you if you want to get it. Or on the second side, well, you ain't going to get your dinner for a couple of days, but when it's done, well, it's probably going to be at least mostly done. We don't guarantee it's perfectly done, but it'll be mostly done. And that's your choice. Yeah. It's kind of sad that that's our choice, but that's literally what it was. We overpromised and underdelivered, and yes, Leap is the next game on our list. What is Leap? Uh, well, it's, well, right it's, here it, it it's is. a game about uh, a man like just sort of taking a little bit of a break in a swimming before he gets annihilated by a, <laughs> okay. an alien. So that's, when that's what's happening in the video. So no, it, it's, it says, it's, it's got a David Attenborough over talk. If you, if you put the audio on, oh, it's, okay. it's, it's brilliant. All right. uh, is, is this like goat simulator except? No, it's more like Unreal 11. tournament. Hmm. 
specialize in cybernetic enhanced male, known as the Leap Mercenary. Typically a violent and unruly species, lacking any sense of self-awareness. They are usually seen causing destruction everywhere they go. They seem to have an unquenchable hunger for obtaining money. Not to mention, they're the only known species that kills for entertainment. We catch a rare glimpse of this mercenary in a solitary state. Perhaps just this once. This mercenary appears to have connected with nature. Or not. Or not. So it looks very Unreal Tournament-like. It's, they've got the hoverboards for the, the larger maps. They have obviously have vehicles. Uh, there is mention of Robo Moose that you can ride, which they didn't show, but is intriguing to me. Uh, lovely sniper shots. It, it, it really sort of says to me the new Unreal Tournament since, you know, they haven't put one out in for freaking ever. Uh, it's got a free oh, open by the way. Well, yeah, but it's Fortnite. There's base yeah. building in sight. I don't think there's base building in this at all. And it, there's a free open beta starting tomorrow night uh, going throughout the weekend. So it looks like that would be worth a shot. Uh, I've also, you can go to their Steam page and say, you know, I'd like to sign up for the beta itself, but there is an open beta this weekend. So I thought it was worth mentioning because, yeah, this one looks a little high action jump up and down. Maybe it's crap. I don't know, but it's not going to cost me anything to find out. In our security corner, Ars Technica is reporting that a new Bluetooth hack can unlock your Tesla. Oh, more Tesla news and all kinds oh, of other no, devices. It's not just your Tesla. It's, it's not just your it's, Tesla. You know, I've been worried about this it. for a while because of the way that these cars work. Now my wife True. bought a new Mazda that you can unlock with your smartphone Bluetooth Low Energy is was originally described as something that was kind of terrifying, and guess what? It is. It is. This is uh, Jeremy. Go ahead and describe this as this relay attack thing. This is actually so. Oh, you go for it. I was just going to point out that this it, for anyone who thinks that this is just oh, I don't own a Tesla. Who cares? Wiser no. locks are susceptible to this. Now here, oh yeah, here's a good graphic for this. The way that this works is is that your your key fob or your phone, as a, in its in its Bluetooth uh, mode, uh, <clears throat> will respond to and emit the, the the unlock code if it's ever close to the car. So if the two can be spoofed to be somewhat to say close together by another device by a uh, a nefarious uh, individual carrying uh, the, a, a uh, a phone or something with a little bit of hardware attached to it that says, Hey, I'm your car or I'm your key fob. They can get and elicit the, the key code out of the device, send that over a very low level driver to somebody who is remote and have it re-emitted to a, a device that's physically close to the target vehicle. For instance, you can leech off the signal off of a key fob Transmit it over the the internet and have it broadcast to the guy standing in your driveway while you're vacationing in Acapulco. This actually works, uh, unfortunately, uh, more localized. You know, you don't have to be on vacation if you just happen to leave your key fob too close to the outside of your house. This actually similar attacks work. 
yeah. um, where they can actually pick up the signal from your from your whatever car. It doesn't have to be a Tesla. Where they can, with a phone, a simple Android device with a, a very simple piece of hardware or a laptop, that they can trigger the Bluetooth emittance from your key fob, relay it to the person standing in your driveway 40 feet away, and drive away with your car. Yeah. Any Tom, Bluetooth. Dick, or Mary with about 100 bucks worth of equipment. Yep. Bluetooth low energy was not designed as a fail-safe proximity mechanism. And here's it why. It was not designed well, <laughs> is what it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't... Uh, yeah, another... another yes, it is a transponding attack, but it's it's ridiculous. Don't don't post real-time vacation photos to your Facebook friends until you get home. Yeah. That's just another tip. Don't let people know you're not at home. Uh, that's a big bag of popcorn there. <clears throat> uh, it is. Apparently, he's, he's uh, very hungry. He, he um, needs to clean his house. Looks like my place. <laughs> no, you know what? Nobody has, nobody has talked about how much I've cleaned up my office. This is really disappointing to me. I spent a lot of time... Uh, getting the, the the floor shampooed and uh, you know. Well, we can't my, see the uh, floor. My... Well, Josh, no, I was going to mention, yeah, but I could see Jade. We can see the floor. Checking out window. It's really nice. Really. Can nice. you take your webcam off and just walk it around the room and let us all experience it in virtual? No, I reality. can't do that because everything is stuffed in the no can see cone. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. That's just right behind. It's the just camera. television magic. I could see sunlight behind you and Jade checking out the sunlight through the window. And I was going to mention it, but you were talking at the time. meowing at you now. So, yeah. But I did change around the ripper so it's no longer upside down. And I did Uh, mess the the, the helmets. Uh, So those are nice and clean. There's a cat that's behind me. You can can see her, her tail. Going. Uh, your your wonderful wife station is still wonderfully organized as usual. Oh, for the love of, yeah. it was clean, and then she came in and deposited papers. It's all disaster. Papers. Papers. Anyway, yeah, I cleaned my room except for the buffalo. It's a little dusty. Ain't that a little dusty up there? Well, you don't want to get too we go close to the Nick buffalo. Cave. We get we get some sad Nick Cave music and it all goes downhill from there. Uh, has anybody right. actually ever watched the Brad Pitt Jesse James movie? Mm-mm. Yeah, like fifteen people I think totally did. And I, anyway. I was I think one of them. I I almost made it through the whole thing too. Almost. Ain't that a Josh, little dusty up there? Josh, the reason why no one has said anything about your your cleanup is because this is the internet, and people only have disparaging comments. They don't have anything nice to say usually. So, I know, shocking. <laughs> well, Josh froze. Josh is doing the Josh. No, no, no Josh. Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, it mm. feels it feels like we haven't been doing this long enough because it's only been an hour and fifteen minutes. Oh, we have. Oh yeah, so let's. It's a journey. I, it it's we have to juxtapose this against last week's, so we yeah. made this a little tighter this week. Mm-hmm. Let's and move. Guest stars. Let's move to picks of the week. Josh, do you want to get us started? Let's. Okay, so this is one of the more inexpensive yet still reasonably performant PCI 4.0 SSD. It's it's it's. Uh, 
from our friends at uh, who is it? Uh, they're from Idaho. Crucial, the P5 Plus. Uh, it's not the fastest, but it's their own little controller, and it's their own NAND, and you can have them with them. And it, you know, it maxes out at, at what sixty five hundred reads and five thousand writes. Not great speed, but it's only one hundred and nine bucks. Hundred seven dollars? Yeah, hundred hundred eight bucks. That's pretty for one fast. terabyte PCIe four Still pretty fast, but this is the cheapest, probably fastest um, one terabyte drive that you can find. Twenty dollars. I mean, it's, it's a good code. balance of performance, and uh, yeah, yeah. Let's see. It's one twenty seven. Twenty dollars. Hundred and eight bucks. I mean, you're looking at 150 for a Samsung or a Sabrent or any of those other one terabyte drives. Uh, you know, Western Digital SN850. All of those are all in that same area. This is almost 50 bucks less, and it's about as good. So, yeah, go and go and find that puppy. Go and buy it. Enjoy. Be happy. Yep. Last part. And we both are. But you can try. We've both argued that the uh, difference in in performance that you're going to actually notice, unless you're doing professional work, between the top of the line 4.0 and the good one is it's immeasurable. It, it, it's, it's that big. Jeremy, are you ready for your pick of the week? Well, I don't your know. Very special I pick of the thing. week. Is that like a very special episode of Blossom? Uh, no, 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 it is not. It is <laughs> maybe Stinky Brewster, but not Blossom. <sighs> so the thing is here. It's this thing, right? The Drop Plus Epos PC thirty eight X. Oh, look at that nice bag. Hope I don't drop it. Uh huh. That would add to the experience. Drop it like it's hot. Uh, it's been dropped. They printed the instructions <laughs> nice on the bucket. outside. How's the heft? It's very light. Oh, okay, that's good. Very light. Is it wireless? Very plushy. Uh, they didn't. They suggested that little. Uh, there's a little like side side box or a little side area inside the box. Uh, someone's opened boxes before. <laughs> What's in there? Wow. Here. Oh, there's You're the, the best unboxer screens. I've ever seen. <laughs> hey, extra earpods. To fit your to fit your overly it's sized head. <laughs> no, it Put is your big not head on your giant pillow. <laughs> but yeah, so no. drop let me out this. They wanted to do a review. So here's the, the funny thing about this, because I mean, you might be among the many people that haven't really heard of drop before because, well, I mean, Hey, but the EPOS uh, PC 38 X is what it's called. They say that they use the same drivers from the Sennheiser GSP 500 and 600, which, you know, Josh, you might be able to speak better towards. I don't know if you've heard them before or not. No, 
uh, Sennheiser doesn't uh, mess around. The idea with this is that uh, what they've told me is that they have angled drivers in them. So it's supposed to give you a better positional audio. And so you're going to hear movement behind you and such, even with a stereo headset. I have no idea. They've just literally live today. It's my pick because I'm going to be playing with it throughout the week and uh, seeing how it goes. For those of you that hate open back design, it, uh, sorry to say it is, but that, that's not really the, the worst thing ever. So yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how it'll be. Uh, picked up uh, that Swedish game, uh, Generation Zero. So I'm going to see if maybe that helps in that. Try it on a few other games. That was a fishing game. Oh, I have that too. I wonder if that has positional audio. Swedish, Swedish fishing Oh, the Swedish fish? You you go yeah, and catch fillings rather than actual fish? One day I will feed you Lutefisk and Akavit, and we'll no, see how that no, goes. No, 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 no. Lutefisk is verboten in my house. Well, we won't do it in your house, huh? Okay. So, yeah. Look forward to my impressions on this when I actually get a chance to test them and try them out. Excellent. From those frequency response graphs, it looks like that might be a little bit on the bright side, but who knows how that actually pans out. Although, in my experience, open back tends to be a little bit lighter sounding anyway. Closed back gives you more bass. Bass. Well, I think they're seriously aiming That's for amazing. just gaming. Who, who and so... Mm-hmm. Oh, and electric high and Josh is modeling his earphones again. Great home. Stop, stop touching him. Stop, stop it. And you'll probably see them on the podcast because it's got an electret condenser, which, I mean, I haven't really tried that condenser very much. None of the headphones the, I've tried have had. The do you know if you wipe your finger mic, and you do with the, the grado, it starts humming? Josh is whining again. Okay. Mm. So, yes, look forward to that review. Another Jeremy review coming soon to PCPro.com and the podcast. Brett. That's a threat, not a promise. It is a threat. Brett, your pick. Very straightforward. Into my microphone. A very straightforward pick this evening for those upgrading to a newer graphics card, anything in the you know mid to high end range. You're clearly going to need a bigger power supply, especially with the new new cards about to come out. You're definitely going to need to upgrade. And I think maybe the new minimum is pushing 800 watts nowadays, considering the new graphics cards. So here's a very good sale on an 850 EVGA, nice name brand, full modular, $89 right now list on it that they say is 160 so at 90 sub $100 considering today's unfortunate economy 10 year warranty with a in, e, in echo mode and a variable fan this looks like a really good deal 90 bucks these are nice power supplies i've used one of these before the supernova 850ga and yes they are eco really not echo echo mode is like we're going to dampen sound and reverberate it in your case no Anyway. You're getting very no, close. Echo, to he's the, thinking of hey. Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> yes. 
So these are not the ribbon style cables. These are the uh, kind of thicker braided cables. So they are all black. Yeah, oh, look, a nice. floppy power adapter. Yes. Oh, cool. Look at that. Yeah. I, now I just need some negative five volt power. I'm, I doubt that we're going to find that on this model. But <clears throat> it's be fully perfect. modular. Maybe, maybe this is their way of clearing out their non 12 VO supplies. I don't know, but it, uh, it could uh, it's be. An, eight, an, an 854. Oh, there you go. Supernova 850, that's the G plus mm-hmm. uh, for $90 is a reasonably good deal. So if you're looking for an upgrade before your next graphics card, this is it. It's going to be good. And I think the GAs compared to the G plus are smaller. I want to say the G plus yes, is they are. The G plus is not a small machine. Yeah. They were like 160, 180 millimeters. And these are little ones like 140, yeah. 150. More I like big cases with lots of bands. So it didn't matter to me. Excellent. An easy way to get EVGA elite status. Perhaps I'm not sure that you want that, but sure. Go ahead. My pick. My pick this way, uh, this week. You got a, you got a pick. Yeah. What? Oh, it's weird. This is just weird. Hmm. That's against the rules. My pick this week is the AMD Ryzen 7 5700G, which I've been playing with. I bought myself and I bought it. For three hundred nine ninety nine, thinking this is a good deal. Retail on this is three fifty nine, and now it's down to two sixty nine ninety nine. And I'm kicking myself, but the savings are all yours. If you haven't bought one of these yet and you're thinking about it, AMD seems to have just dropped the price on this because now it's being listed as apparently two ninety six ninety eight, and down to two sixty nine ninety eight. If you go to AMD Direct, it's still three fifty nine there. But other outlets have it. I think it's two eighty nine at BestBuy.com and two sixty nine here. I haven't checked Amazon yet, but it's it's the highest end APU you can currently get, sixty five watts. And I'm finishing up a little evaluation of. I was thinking like before and after. What if you get one of these now, waiting for next gen graphics cards? Is my angle, and then you pair it up with a discrete GPU later. Are you really missing out? Like, should you just get a, a cheap, dedicated graphics card now if you're planning on getting one later? And I think the results might don't, surprise don't you. Don't spoil the punchline. Mm. Don't spoil the punchline. I'm not going to. Okay, well... It'll spoil itself next week. Mm. I already have one positive comment on these new headphones. Yes. Oh, oh. cable. Oh, Oh, it, it, it keeps going. That's like an eight foot cable, man. Seven foot or eight foot to six foot. And it comes, and it comes pre-tangled. That's nice. Well, no, I actually touched it and then just looked away for a brief second. So, oh yeah, that happens. Angle. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is more than six feet. Oh, I like I- that. No. So did we actually do the outro? And no, you can the PC perspective podcast recorded on May 18th, 2022, which is really weird because I still think it's like 2009, 2010. And we enjoyed talking at you. Hopefully you enjoyed being talking too. So have a good night.